Chapter Four of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter Four On the Quarter Deck. As the time approached, when Big Sam intended to take the Sarah Williams out of port, it seemed really necessary that Mistress Kate Bonnet should descend from the exposed quarter-deck and seek shelter from the night air in the captain's cabin or in her own room. And as she had treated him so curtly at his last interview with her, he sent the elderly man, with a mild countenance, to tell her that she really must go below, for that he— Big Sam, felt answerable to her father for her health and comfort. But when the elderly man and his lantern reached the quarter-deck, there was no Mistress Kate there, and during the rapid search which ensued, there was no Mistress Kate to be found on the vessel. Big Sam was very much disturbed. She must have jumped overboard. But what a wild young woman to do that upon such little provocation! for how should she know that he was about to run away with her father's vessel? "'This is a bad business,' he said to the black-haired man, "'and who would have thought it?' "'I see not that,' said Black Paul, "'nor why you should trouble yourself about her. "'She is gone, and you are well rid of her. "'Had she stayed aboard with us, "'every ship in the colony might have been cruising after us "'before tomorrow's sun had gone down.' but this did not quiet the cowardly soul of Big Sam. "'Now I shall tell you,' said he, "'exactly what happened. "'A little before dark she went ashore in a boat, "'which was then leaving the ship. "'I allowed her to do this, "'because she was very much in earnest about it, "'and talked sharply, "'and also because I thought the town was the best place for her, "'since it was growing late, "'and her father did not seem to be coming. "'Now,' If the old man comes on board, that's what happened. But if he does not come on board, the devil and the fishes know what happened, and they may talk about it if they like. But if any man says anything to old Bonnet, except as I have ordered, then the fishes shall have another feast. And now, what I have to say to you, said Black Paul, is that you should get away from here without waiting for the tide, if one of these rascals drops overboard and swims ashore, he may get a good reward for news of the murder committed on this vessel, and there isn't any reason to think, so far as I know, that the Sarah Williams can sail any faster than two or three other vessels now in the harbour. There's sense in all that, said Big Sam as he walked forward, but he suddenly stopped, hearing, not very far away, the sound of oars. Now began the body and soul of Big Sam to tremble. If the officers of the law, having disposed of Captain Bonnet, had now come to the ship, he had no sufficient tale to tell them about the disappearance of Mistress Kate Bonnet, nor could he resist. For why should the crew obey his orders? They had not yet agreed to receive him as their captain, and so far they had done nothing to set themselves against the authorities. It was a bad case for Big Sam. But now the ship was hailed, and the voice which hailed it was that of Captain Bonnet. 
and the soul of Big Sam upheaved itself. In a few minutes Bonnet was on board, with a big box and the crew of the longboat. Speaking rapidly, he explained to Big Sam the situation of affairs. The authorities of the port had indeed sadly interfered with him. They had heard reports about the unladen vessel and the big crew, and although they felt loath to detain and to examine a fellow townsman, hitherto of good report, they did detain him, and they did examine him, and they would have gone immediately to the ship had it not been so dark. But under the circumstances they contented themselves with the assurance of the respectable Mr. Bonnet that he would appear before them the next morning and give them every opportunity of examining his most respectable ship. Having done this, they retired to their beds, and the respectable Bonnet immediately boarded his vessel. "'Now!' cried Captain Bonnet. "'Where is my daughter? I hope that Ben Greenway has caused her to retire to shelter.' "'Your daughter!' exclaimed Big Sam, before anyone else could speak. "'She is not here. It was still early twilight when she told me she would wait no longer, and desired to be sent ashore in a boat. This request, of course, I immediately granted, feeling bound thereto, as she was your daughter, and that I was, in a measure, under her orders.' Captain Bonnet stood, knitting his brows. "'Well, well,' he presently cried, with an air of relief. "'It is better so. Her home is the best place for her, as matters have turned out. And now,' said he, turning to Big Sam, "'call the men together, and set them to quick work. Pull up your anchors, and do whatever else is necessary to free the ship. Then let us away. We must be far out of sight of this island before tomorrow's sunrise.' As Big Sam passed Black Paul, he winked and whispered, The old fool is doing exactly what I would have done if he hadn't come aboard. This suits my plan as if he were trying his best to please me. In a very short time, the cable was slipped, for Big Sam had no notion of betraying the departure of the vessel by the creaking of a capstan, and with the hoisting of a few sails, and no light aboard except the shaded lamp at the binnacle, the Sarah Williams moved down the river and out upon the sea. "'And when are you going to take the command in your hands?' asked Black Paul of Big Sam. "'Tomorrow, sometime,' was the answer. "'But I must first go around among the men and let them know what's coming. "'And how about Ben Greenway? Has the old man asked for him yet?' "'No,' said the other. He thinks, of course, that the Scotchman has gone ashore with a young woman. What else could he do, being a faithful servant? Tomorrow I shall set Greenway free, and let him tell his own tale to his master. But I shall tell my tale first, and then he can speak or not speak, as he chooses. It will make no difference one way or another. Soon after dawn, the next morning, Captain Bonnet was out of his hammock and upon deck. He looked about him and saw nothing but sea, sea, sea. Big Sam approached him. "'I forgot to tell you,' said he, "'that yesterday I shut up that Scotchman of yours, "'for, from his conduct, I thought that he had some particular reason "'for wanting to go on shore, and, 
fearing that if he did so he would talk about this vessel and so make worse the trouble i was sure you were in i shut him up as a matter of precaution and forgot to mention him to you last night you stupid blockhead roared mr bonnet how like an ass you have acted not for a bag of gold would i have taken ben greenway on this cruise and not for a dozen bags would i have deprived my family of his care and service you ought to be thrown into the sea ben greenway here of all men in the world ben greenway here i only thought to do you a service said big sam service shouted the angry bonnet but as it was of no use to say anything more upon this subject he ordered the sailing-master to send to him first ben greenway and then to summon to him no matter where they might be or what they might be doing the whole crew the other surprised at this order objected that all of the men could not leave their posts but bonnet overruled him send me the whole of them every man jack the fellow at the wheel will remain here and steer as for the rest the ship will take care of itself for a space what can that old fool of a farmer intend to do said big sam as he went away he is like a child with a toy and wants to see his crew in a bunch presently came ben greenway in a smothered rage and i suppose sir said he without salutation that ye gin orders about the care o the cows and the lot of poultry that i engaged to send to the town to-day don't mention cows or poultry to me cried bonnet i am a more angry man than you are ben greenway and as soon as i have time to attend to it i shall look into this matter of your shutting up and shall come down upon the wrong-doers like sheeted lightning what a fearful rage ye're in master bonnet said ben i never saw the like o it if ye're really angrier than i am i will no revile leaving it to you to do the revilin was so much better qualified and so it was an accident that i was shut up in the ship's pantry leaving mistress kate to gang home by herself and to come out this morning finding the ship at sea and ye in command say no more ben cried bonnet i am more sorry to see you here than if you were any other man i know in this world but i cannot put you off now nor can i talk further about it being very much pressed with other matters now here comes my crew ben greenway retired a little leaning against the rail and this is his crew he muttered a lot of unkempt wild beasts it strikes me mayhap he has gathered them together to convert their souls and he is about to preach his first sermon to them now all the mariners of the sarah williams were assembled aft and captain bonnet was standing on his quarter-deck looking out upon them he was dressed in a naval uniform to which was added a broad red sash in his belt were two pairs of big pistols and a stout sword hung by his side he folded his arms he knitted his brows and he gazed fiercely about to see if any one were absent although if any one had been absent he would not have known it his eyes flashed his cheeks were flushed and it was plain enough to all that he had something important to say my men 
he cried, in a stalwart voice which no one there had ever heard him use before. "'My men, look upon me, and you will not see what you expect to see. Here is no planter, no dealer in horses and fat cattle, no grower of sugar-cane. Instead of that,' he yelled, drawing his sword and flourishing it above his head, "'instead of that I am Pirate Bonnet, the new terror of the sea.' You, my men, my brave men, you are not the crew of the good merchantman, the Sarah Williams. You are pirates all. You are the pirate crew of the pirate ship Revenge. That is now the name of this vessel on which you sail, and you are all pirates who henceforth shall sail her. Now, look aloft, every man of you, and you will see a skull and bones under which you sail under which you fight, under which you gain great riches in coins, in gold bars, and in fine goods fit for kings and queens. As he spoke, every rascal raised his eyes aloft, and there, sure enough, floated the black flag with the skull and bones, the terrible Jolly Roger of the Spanish main, and which Bonnet himself had hoisted, before he called together his crew. For the most part, the men were astounded, and looked blankly the one upon the other. They knew they had been shipped to sail upon some illegal cruise, and that they were to be paid high wages by the wealthy bonnet, but that this worthy farmer should be their pirate captain had never entered their minds, they naturally supposing that their future commander would not care to show himself at Barbados, and that he would be taken on board at some other port. As for Big Sam, he was more than astounded. He was stupefied. He had well known the character of the ship from the time that Bonnet had taken him into his service, and he it was who had mainly managed the fitting up of the vessel and the shipping of her crew. He did not know whom Bonnet intended to command the ship, but from the very beginning he had intended to command her himself. But he had been too late. He had not gone among the men as he had expected to do so after setting sail, and here this country bumpkin had taken the wind out of his sails and had boldly announced that he himself was the captain of the pirate ship Revenge. The men now began to talk among themselves, and as Bonnet still stood, his sword clutched in his hand, and his chest heaving with the excitement of his own speech, there arose from the crew a cheer. Some of them had known a little about Steed Bonnet, and some of them scarcely anything at all, except that he was able to pay them good wages. Now he had told them that he was a pirate captain, and each one of them knew that he himself was a pirate, or waiting for the chance to become one. And so they cheered and their captain's chest heaved higher, and the soul of the luckless Big Sam collapsed, for he knew that after that cheer there was no chance for him, at least not now. "'Now go, my boys!' shouted Bonnet. "'Back to your places, every one of you, and fall to your duty. And in honour of that black flag which floats above you, each one of you shall drink a glass of grog.' With another shout the crew hurried forward, and Steed Bonnet stood upon the quarter-deck, the pirate captain of the pirate ship Revenge. 
and now stepped up to his master that good presbyterian ben greenway and ye call yourself a pirate sir said he and ye go forth upon the sea to murder and to rob and to prepare your soul for hell mr bonnet winked a little you speak strongly ben said he but that might have been expected from a man of your fashion of thinking but let me tell you again my good ben greenway that i was no party to your being on this vessel even now when my soul swells within me with the pride of knowing that i am a sovereign of the seas and that i owe no allegiance to any man or any government and that my will is my law and is the law of every man upon this vessel even now ben greenway it grieves me to know that you are here with me but the first chance i get i shall set you ashore and have you sent home thou art not cut out for a pirate and as no other canst thou sail with me ben greenway looked at him steadfastly master steed bonnet said he ye are no more fit to be a bloody pirate than i am you oversee your plantation wheel although i have often been persuaded that ye knew no as much as ye think ye do ye provide well for your family although ye take not the pleasure therein ye might have taken had ye been content with an wife as the holy scriptures tell us is enough for any man and ye have sufficient judgment to take the advice of a judgmatical mon about your lands and your herds but when it comes to you calling yourself a pirate captain it is enough to make a deceased person chuckle by the absurdity of it ben greenway exclaimed major bonnet i don't like the manner of your speech of course you don't cried ben and i dinna expect you to like it but it is a solemn truth for a that i don't want any of your solemn truths said bonnet and as soon as i get a chance i am going to send you home to your barnyard and your cows not so fast master bonnet not so fast answered ben i have taken care o ye for mony years i have kept ye out of many a scrape both in buying and selling and i am sure ye never wanted taken care o more than ye do now and i am just here to tell you that i am not going back to barbados till ye do and that i am going to stand by ye through your bad luck and through your good luck in your sin and in your repentance ben greenway cried captain bonnet as he waved his sword in the air if you talk to me like that i will cut you down where you stand you forget that you are not talking to a country gentleman but to a pirate a pirate of the seas ben grinned but seeing the temper his master was in thought it wise to retire end of chapter 4